Hello, friends. Welcome to The Torch. This is Brian Gibbs. December 7th, 1941, the day that America was attacked at Pearl Harbor in Hawaii by the Japanese, the day that brought from attack, from surprise attack, brought America into World War II, even though World War II was going for two years prior. Today I'm going to endeavor to put together some prophetic pieces and some prophetic words of warning for America right now at this strategic time. Today we're talking about another Pearl Harbor moment, all that and so much more. Hello friends, welcome to The Torch. This is Brian Gibbs. Those of you that are watching, hello, hello. Those of you that are listening, hello, hello. Listen, we are so blessed that you're here today. I believe that this, this episode um, is going to be very notable on many levels um, uh, and prophetic in nature. I want you to take the episode, share it to friends, new friends, um, of course, the listening audience and viewing audience is really expanding. We're thankful for new friends, new partners uh, to the ministry. You know, we are people, and so sometimes you don't know what goes on behind filming or how the day is going. Uh, it's an absolutely gorgeous day here in Sarasota. Um, I think it's in the mid-50s right now. Driving in was spectacular. I am not the sharpest pencil in the box today. I'm not feeling well. I hate to even say that or bring attention to it. So I'm going to do my very, very best. Uh, my son and I are here in the studio once again for the torch, but um, not feeling great today. Have to admit that. I'm going to give it my very best uh, and be faithful to be a messenger of the Lord and uh, really want to endeavor to put together some strong uh, prophetic uh, warnings from the Holy Spirit concerning our nation today. I believe this is going to be a powerful broadcast on many, many fronts. So let's pray together. And again, I'm so thankful that you're listening in today. I'm thankful that you're watching today. So Father, we just, we worship you in this just a magnificent day that you have made for us, Lord, and we worship you. You are so good. Lord, thank you for a, another day to bring you worship, to bring you honor, to bring you thanksgiving. I pray that your anointing will flow through this broadcast, Lord. I, I thank you, Lord, that I thank you for the audience that is watching. Lord, I thank you for many intercessors and, and gatekeepers and leaders and intercessors throughout the nation, throughout, for, throughout this entire nation, even in any uh, uh, other nations that are watching today or listening where this is going to go. Lord, take this. Maximize these moments and these words. And Lord, bring a strategy today. Bring us right where we need to be on our watch, on our assignment. Lord, sharpen me. Get me crisp even as I'm going into this time right now. And let your fire burn. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, before we, we dive in really strong, I do want to say we're, we're only, as we're recording, we're a week away from um, a wonderful Thanksgiving, and uh, ours was phenomenal. I mean, how blessed are we, folks? I mean, really, how blessed are we? Um, we had an amazing family time um, here in Sarasota. Um, my mom was with us, which was fabulous. Um, this was our first Thanksgiving without my dad. And uh, the grace of the Lord was just wonderful. It was so evident. And um, the Lord's grace is really resting on my mom in a terrific way. And, our, and really in our, our entire family. Uh, it was our first Thanksgiving with our new daughter in love, Cecily, which was phenomenal. And of course, her husband, my son, is in the studio right now. And um, we had a phenomenal family time, uh, had a house full. Um, it was just beautiful. So news on the streets is probably my wife made the greatest turkey in Florida. Yes, it's on the news everywhere from Key West to Tallahassee. Um, <laughs> shout out to Bryn. 
this morning. It was. Our, our turkey was magnificent, and uh, the gravy was like liquid heaven. Yes, you can quote me. You can tweet that out. It was liquid heaven. So uh, anyway, I, you know, th- I love Thanksgiving. And um, just as we were praying before we started uh, filming this morning, Josiah was just praying that just the beauty of Thanksgiving would carry on, that we, we would not just hurry up and race into to Christmas. But I, I love that because that's where my heart is at as well. And um, I believe that worship is just really a river of continuous ongoing gratitude and thanksgiving and honor unto the Lord. And so I want to encourage every one of you, just let it be Thanksgiving every day. Of course, if Bren made turkey and gravy like that every day, I'd be 500 pounds without a blink. So anyway, uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It is great to be back in the studio. Of course, we were not here last week, obviously because of Thanksgiving, and uh, but it is wonderful to be here. So I want to I want to focus in. Um, I, I am very focused, actually very focused. I'm not feeling so well this morning, but I'm very focused on um, the battles that we are freshly engaged in on this watch. I'm also very focused on the victories and the triumphs that God desires to give us coming into 2024. Um, The Lord is going to open up extraordinary doors to triumph, extraordinary doors to victory for the real ecclesia. Obviously, the ecclesia is is the real church that Jesus Christ is building himself, and he says the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And so, uh, obviously, you know, the phony and fake church is not going to be uh, entering in and rushing through doors of triumph. Um, And so, let's be very clear about that. Um, And speaking of the doors that the Lord is going to be bringing us into, this is is an interesting word, and I just want to seedbed this into the word before I really get flowing where God wants to take me on our subject matter today, our Pearl Harbor moment, and that is our subject today. But um, the Apostle Paul, he writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 9, he talks about this door that had been opened unto him. Listen to what Paul says. He says, for a great and effective door has been opened to me. I love that word, effective. A great and, a, and an effective door has opened to me. But watch these words. And there are many adversaries. I think that's um, I think that's very important to note because when the Lord opens a great and an effective door to you, it's not some adrenaline high. It's not some adrenaline rush. Um, it's a responsibility. I want you to really hear that when the Lord opens a door to you, it's not it's not always just about the grand door of favor from the Lord. It's about if you're faithful in the kingdom of God, God gives you more responsibility. Somebody needs to hear this. It's like, you know, it's not what most people would think, like in your faithfulness to God, that God's going to give you a month-long vacation, you know, in Hawaii. I mean, come on. So when you're faithful with little, you're going to be faithful with much. If you're faithful with little, you're going to be faithful with much. If you're faithful in the kingdom of God, there's going to be more responsibility that's going to be weighed upon you and the Lord can see faithful sons and daughters stepping forward then he's going to give you more responsibility and he's going to reward you also as well in engaging um, as a good soldier in that responsibility and being faithful and keeping integrity to the word or the assignment of the Lord and the purpose that God gives you so Paul says this door has been opened up to me, yet there are many adversaries. And I, I just want to remind all of us, I, and I understand, you know, the, the type of audience that is listening right now, the type of audience that's viewing right now. There's a, there's, there's a lot of amazing people that we are connected to all over the country, some international, some right here um, locally, you know, obviously here at Victory, a church of his presence. I thank God for our own local church and the local expression of the kingdom of God. And so, but remember, with faithfulness and with key open doors, um, there are often many adversaries. And with that, that means that God desires for us to triumph and, and see total victory 
over our adversaries, exactly what we're praying over the nation of Israel right now, that they would literally triumph over those evil monsters right now and that their victories and their triumphs would become a praise in the entire earth. Now, I'm going to segue. Um, today, I'm talking to you about a Pearl Harbor moment, but I am going to segue from, from what I've just set up to... Um, Two weeks ago, I was invited, and I shared some of this at our local church here, our church, Victory Church of His Presence, but I did want to share some of this uh, in light of the word that I'm about to release and bring, and then some prayer and some strategy prayer that we're going to go into today. I was invited just a couple weeks ago. Um, many of you know I was in Washington, D.C. I was at the Israeli embassy. I was invited there for a very private gathering with about probably probably about a hundred ministers and with some of the um, Israel's ambassadors and um, just some key uh, ministers throughout the country and um, we were able to actually view um, a film that uh, that Israel has put together um, and really, really a as as well as they could a, a censored um, version of what the Hamas body cams and head cams were able to capture the day that the war began last month. It's only been last month, folks. We're we're coming at the end of November right now, stepping into December. It was last month, October the seventh, when. Um, Hamas came in, broke through the southern border, and hear those words, because we're going to get back to that, the southern border um, of Israel, and um, there was, there was uh, monstrous, monstrous, devilish attack. Um, I can't even explain to you uh, what we were allowed to view. I've never seen anything like it in my entire life. I was not prepared for it. Um, they did let us know. They warned us in advance. They asked us to stay in the room as long as we could. If we could come back in, um, they, they said, please try to get back in the room. If you have to exit and go to the restroom quickly, we understand that too, which some did. Um, I literally almost passed out myself. I almost vomited at one point. It was intense, and the room was filled with real thick emotion, a lot of tears, a lot of pain. I've, I've just, I've never seen horror on that level. And uh, even if I was to give you just, just one example, it's over the top. I, I would not want, I wouldn't want anybody to watch the film, but it was necessary. And let me speak to that. I, I think the question had to be answered. Why did we, why did we, say yes to the invitation why were we in the room and what was our assignment and what would we do with it and and out of their own mouths was they desired for us to become a torch and a voice and to use our platform to this generation to speak the truth of the atrocities of what has been done against israel um of course this is israel's 9-11 and um, I think everybody's very aware of that. And uh, it, it, this hostage situation, I'm not going to go into the depths of, this, of the hostage situation right now, which, I, which I'm furious about uh, what is happening, the amount of, of Israelis turned over and the amount of deadly, vomiting terrorists that they're getting back at this point. Of course, there's no American hostages that are being released. There's still 13 Americans in hostage that have not been released and I'm not going to go into the depths of that but I spent the day with one of my dear ministry friends couple ministry um, friends that day uh, it was really intense um, but I got to spend the next day on the Washington Mall um, with more than 300,000 Jews and Christians gathered um, that that was extraordinary and God really ordained for me to be at that gathering. My interaction with Jewish men, Jewish families, uh, loving them, crying with them, hugging them, um, men letting me hug their wives and their children and embrace them. And I was, I was really able to just to share and emanate the love of the Lord and share with them why I love them so much. It's not a 
It's not just a human love. It comes from Jesus himself within me. And um, it, it was it was beautiful. I could take the whole episode uh, to talk about my interactions with hundreds of people. I was on the mall that day for about seven hours there in Washington. And it was amazing just what the Lord, the, the intersections of life um, that I was able to exchange with people and with families and with children and to love them and tell them why, as a Christian, why I love Israel, why, why believers will never desert them, abandon them, that they, they have love, they have honor here in America, that Christians love them. Uh, and, of course, everything that we have came through the Jewish people. And ultimately, towering above all of that, it's who we have and that is their Messiah and our Messiah. Of course, they're yet to know him. And that's our prayer. Um, <clears throat> Jeremiah chapter 24, verse 7, it says, I will give them a heart to know me that I am the Lord, and they will be my people, and I will be their God, for they will return to me with all of their heart. That's really my prayer, is that the eyes of, the, the eyes of their understanding of Israel's understanding is awakened and God will literally give them, he will give all of Israel a heart to know Messiah, to know Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, the son of the son of Abraham, the son of David, the son of God, the son of man. Hallelujah. And so my prayer is also, of course, that as Paul prayed, you know, Romans chapter 10, I'm going to read this. He says, brethren, my heart's desire and my prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. For I bear witness that they have zeal for God, but according to, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness <clears throat> and seeking to establish their own righteousness have not submitted to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Glory to God. Glory to God. And I pray that today, and I pray that you'll pray it with me, that the eyes of Israel's understanding would be opened, that the veil would come off, and that they would behold Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as their Messiah. They would receive Him. They would be born again. They would be transformed by the Spirit of God. So, <clears throat> I'm segueing again. December 7th, 1941. I want you to stay with me. Lord, give us prophetic eyes to see. Give us prophetic vision. Give us prophetic clarity as we begin to pray into these things coming into December right now. In Jesus' holy name. December 7th, 1941, we know was the attack on Pearl Harbor. It was a surprise military attack by the Imperial Japan Navy Air Force, Navy Air Force Service, upon the United States against our U.S. naval base, Pearl Harbor, Honolulu, Hawaii, just before 8 a.m. That was a Sunday. That was a Sunday, December 7th, 1941. Of course, the uh, day and in infamy speech that I referred to earlier was the speech delivered by President Franklin D. Roosevelt. Soon after the speech, um, the Congress almost unanimously declared war against Japan, and we formally entered into World War II at that time. So the surprise attack on America <clears throat> launched us into World War II, even though World War II had been going on for more than two years prior at that point. And so, of course, we look at history and we recognize for us that was the tipping point that launched us in to World War II. Here's what I want to do today in the next few moments, and I want to pause, and I want to pray, and I want to intercede, and then I want to see if the Lord wants me to continue on to this, this um, development of, other, of another message that I've brought for us today. But I, I want to put together some, I, I want to endeavor really to put together some prophetic puzzle pieces this morning, um, because we are prophetic people. We have the Spirit of the living God living within us. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives and dwells within us. We are sons and daughters of God. We hear, we hear the voice of the Lord. Okay, we don't hear voices. We hear the voice of the Lord. Amen? We receive spiritual intel 
from the Holy Spirit. We receive direction. We receive insight. We receive um, <clears throat> direction every day on, on how to live. Uh, I mean, Jesus even said that we shall live. We don't live by, by bread alone. We, we literally live by every word spoken from the Lord. So we are the sheep of his pasture. The voice of the stranger we do not follow. The Lord is always speaking. He's always directing. In fact, the Lord is always protecting. And I want to underscore that word right now. He is always protecting, even when we are unaware of it. Even when we don't know it and we're unaware of it, He is the good shepherd. So 1 Corinthians 13 and 9, it says, For we know in part and we prophesy in part. Now, this is, this is a very key component to where we're going today. I'm talking to you about a a Pearl Harbor moment, okay? We know in part, we see in part, we prophesy in part. So it means when we get a word from the Lord, we're not seeing the whole. I often say, even you know, teaching prophetically here at Victory, you know, when, when we get a prophetic word or a prophetic dream, that must be evaluated, that must be judged, that we must work through the process of it. Okay, that we judged and shared with others to weigh it out. We're only getting a piece. We're only getting a slice of the pie. Okay, we're not getting the whole pie. If I was to throw down a pizza in front of you, which sounds absolutely fabulous right now. But when we we know in part, we see in part, we prophesy in part. So we don't see the whole. Okay, so what we have to do is we have to put those pieces with with the other pieces. What is the Lord saying? I was, I was up last night, in fact, I was up last night from about 12 to about 2 a.m., and I was in prayer, and I was before the Lord specifically upon some of the things that I'm going to be sharing with you today. I was up on Monday night of this week once again as well, and in fact, we had just put up our Christmas tree. I was overcoming a really bad sinus infection, and but we were motivated, and I had some energy to put together the tree with my wife and our daughter. And uh, the tree was just, it's just stunning, beautiful. And my wife and I went to bed, um, but uh, for some reason, I, I was, and it, was, it wasn't the coffee. I was wide awake, and I, I knew that the Lord wanted to be with me, and I, I felt His drawing. I went out to the couch, I got open the Word, I started listening, I started praying, enjoying the glow of the tree, walking through my house, walking through the living room, and was asking um, the Lord about what he desired to say. And um, <clears throat> first, first thing I want to say um, concerning this is, is the priority of resting and getting refreshed and recalibrated in the month of December to prepare about going into 2024 because I, I feel I want I want to say this first because this is so vitally important and um, the rest is important getting refreshed getting recalibrated of going into a new year is vitally important of course I'm speaking this directly to victory a church of his presence I'm speaking to to friends and partners throughout the country and throughout the world listen rest and getting recalibrated in the month of December is really important because we need to run very well going into 2024. This is going to be a wild, wild ride. It's going to be a wild year. It's going to be very intense. God's, God's opening effective doors to the body of Christ. But mark these words, there's going to be many adversaries. So we need rest. We need refreshing. We need to be having fresh glory encounters with the Lord. We need to be receiving fresh oil from the Lord. That is so imperative. Receiving fresh oil from the Holy Spirit. It's imperative for this hour. It's a dark hour. And so we need fresh illumination from the Word of God, from the Holy Spirit. Fresh glory encounters with the Lord. And... You know, let's just admit it right now, guys. We're not smart enough. We're not gifted enough. We're not talented enough. We're not alert enough. You and I need the Holy Spirit. We need His direction. We need to be hearing from Him. We need to be sharp. The Holy Spirit is our partner. First of all, the Holy Spirit is God. Hello, can I get an amen out there? Holy Spirit is God. But it is imperative 
Listen, it is imperative that we hear the Lord in this hour. You know, the Holy Spirit can literally keep you alive. He can keep you from danger. He can keep you from dangerous relationships. He can keep you from dangerous people. The Holy Spirit literally saved my life one day when I was in Bible college many years ago. This was 1991, 92, 1992. He spoke so loud to me that he was able to remove me out of a high level danger unhindered and the person that was with me at the time. And so the Holy Spirit is to help us and to prepare us each day. He's also preparing us for the Lord. He's also preparing us for the kingdom come. He's also preparing us for the marriage supper of the Lamb that's coming. He's getting us ready. So I want to highlight that we need to be resting. We need to be refreshed. We need to be recalibrated so that we run swiftly and strong in 2024. But the other night I was up about one in the morning and this is what the Lord started saying to me. And I'm going to I'm going to release, release some things. I'm going to release to you some words to some of my friends in ministry, ministry friends. And I want to put, I want to endeavor to put some of these prophetic words together. And then we're going to go to prayer. And I know that I'm, I'm getting to this and building to this. We're going to go about 15, 20 more minutes. So please stay with me. And the Lord was, the Lord was really warning me, do not allow yourself to get into the holiday fog he said, beware, beware of the holiday fog of coasting right now in neutral. He was saying, I need you. I need you to be very sharp right now. I need you to be listening to me. This word is for all of us, folks. This is for the body of Christ. This is for the ecclesia. He said, I need you to be sharp. I need you to be listening very well. I need you to be praying. I need you to be alert right now. America is in great danger and the watchmen and the intercessors need to be faithful right now. And why? Please hear this. Lives depend upon it. Lives depend upon it. And the Lord began to speak to me, drawing me in about the month of December, about really getting recalibrated and sharpened in his presence and fresh glory encounters about where we're going in 2024. But he was also speaking to me about the danger that America is presently facing. And I'm going to go deep into that in just a moment. That we're to set a burning vigil this September, or excuse me, this December <clears throat> and we're to seek the Lord, that we're to saturate ourselves in the presence of God every day, that we're to intercede and secure covering the nation of America in prayer. That word secure is very important right now. We're not only be, to be covering America in prayer, we're to be securing, securing. And I, and, I, and I could go back to that word. I remember that Dutch Sheets and uh, Chuck Pierce were releasing over America about the cords from 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 the four corners of our nation of securing the nation. And when I saw that just now, it's it's almost like the the big X over the Florida flag. You can just see that going over America from corner from from Maine to California, from from Washington to Florida, obviously Hawaii, Alaska, so on and so forth. But we're to be securing our nation right now in burning intercession. We are to be faithful in our watch. We're not to get in this holiday fog. We are to be fully awakened in this hour and to be on watch, praying strong, listening for the instructions of the Lord. Prophecy is what? Prophecy is hearing from God speaking to man. Intercession is what? Intercession is hearing from God and speaking back to God what he is saying from the heavenlies and agreeing with him in the natural earth realm, standing in this dimension, standing in this realm, decreeing thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we're to set a burning vigil in December we're to, we're to saturate ourselves in the presence of the Lord, interceding, securing, covering the nation, and also overturning and uncovering the lurking workers of darkness and death. And I want to say again, folks, lives depend on it. Remember this. 
God is counting on you and me. I think, I think we need to often be reminded of this. We're not just counting on God, folks. God is counting on you. God is counting on me. This is a divine partnership. Without us, you know, God cannot. He won't. That's the way the will of God functions. It's not that God is just in control of everything. Okay, folks, God is in he, God is in charge, okay? There is a difference between God being in charge and God being in control. Lazy believers and lazy Christians like to chalk everything up to God being in control. He is not. God is in charge. That means everything is going to one day fully come back to him and be rightfully judged by the king of the nations, the judge of the nations, the shepherd of the nations. You and I have a responsibility as men and women of God as sons and daughters of God. So God is counting on you and I to show up and to be faithful in this hour. It's the big responsibility. It's the big R of responsibility that people like to often neglect, okay? We have a key role in this. Now, some of my prophetic friends have been hearing um, strong warnings from the Lord concerning the month of December and specifically that attacks were coming to America before Christmas. Now, you don't have to be extremely prophetic to know that we're under threat. I mean, my gosh, the, the open border has thrown out the welcome mat to every enemy imaginable. It's so sickening. It's so pitiful. I hate what this administration has done. So... One of my friends, Adam, heard from the Holy Spirit the, just the other night from the Holy Spirit. He said, I need you to play, pay close attention to Kislev 24. Now, if you're not familiar with that, Kislev, we're talking Jewish calendar there. If you look up um, Kislev 24, you will see the Jewish calendar overlapping with our calendar. But what's interesting about Kislev 24, what is that? Kislev 24 is literally directly December 7th, 2023. Stay with me. Now, what is December 7th? Of course, that's the day that lives in infamy. That's the day that we were surprised, attacked by Japan, and we were launched into World War II. Hear this with prophetic ears today. So the Lord was warning Adam and began to speak to him. Um, concerning attacks, hear this, coming before Christmas. Coming before Christmas. The Holy Spirit directed him to Kislev 24, which is December 7th. Okay? My friend Adam heard from the Holy Spirit to set a vigil for 21 days from Kislev 24, which is December 7th through Christmas. Listen. Excuse me. <clears throat> he said, because the enemy was seeking to release a bloody Christmas. Hear these words. The enemy was seeking to release a bloody Christmas and that we were to hold vigil to disrupt the communication lines that the, that the enemy has. Now, remember the attack in Israel just last month, okay? It was launched through the southern border. It came up through the southern border hear those words, of Israel, and there was a negligence in Israel of the communications, number one, and then the negligence of intelligence. And because of the negligence and because of the communications, a mass slaughter was released. And so our prayers and our intercession can actually break down the communication lines of the enemy. This is something Adam was speaking about and really, it's by taking air superiority. It's about, it's about the dominion of an atmosphere. You know, Dutch Sheets writes about this in Watchman Prayer, so powerful. But it's about, it's about actually developing atmospheric superiority right now. That an atmosphere that is saturated by prayer and worship and intercession where the, the enemy voices cannot gain any level of access. They cannot... They cannot actually exercise their powers within that atmosphere. That is so key. Men, you can exercise this as a husband in your home with your wife, your children, leaders in your churches, 
in your businesses. We are literally atmosphere architects. That's a word my dear friend uh, Tommy Tenney spoke over my life many, many years ago. Brian, you're an atmosphere architect. But this is important. We have to, we have to build um, an atmospheric dominion so that the, the enemy lines or the enemy voices and communications are severed and cut off because there are enemies within America right now. Make no mistake about this, folks. There are enemies inside our nation. They are sophisticated. They are plotting. They are planning probably multiple level attacks. And they, they do desire a bloody Christmas. Stay with me today. And he also heard that the enemy is, atta- he, he is attempting some kind of Pearl Harbor attack once again. And obviously that would take America into something far worse beyond a December 7th key date. Our friends John and Jolene Hamill were just talking about this on their podcast, Lamplighters Ministry, powerful ministry out of Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. <clears throat> I absolutely love John and Jolene and respect them tremendously. And they are, they are wonderful, mighty, uh, seasoned, prophetic voices for the Lord. And uh, Jolene was talking about the same type of word, but it actually came to her through a strong dream form. But she began to speak about if we intercede. Now, this is important because this is where we want to go. If we intercede concerning upcoming potential attacks here in America, that this attack can be mitigated, that the attack may not completely be taken out, but if we take our responsibility now as key watchmen and intercessors, that it is our responsibility to mitigate it. And how do we do it? Through the vigil of prayer and and intercession. And when the Lord speaks like this, folks, we're not to just blow past it. Why? Because lives literally depend upon it. When the Lord is speaking like this, when the Lord is giving warning, the Lord has given me many warnings actually through the fall months i um i literally almost canceled our trip to israel in september um i was disturbed in my peace i reached out to dutch sheets i reached out to john hamill uh to pray with me about moving forward uh bren and i were leading this this uh upcoming trip just a couple months ago in september uh I was disturbed in my peace, literally almost canceled the trip twice. So reached out to some trusted voices to pray for us, see what the Lord was saying to them. And um, to be honest with you, the trip was very hard. I had to lead. Uh, my wife and I had to lead. Um, our dear friend, Steve Hansen, who also co-led the trip with us, um, we had to lead, but actually leadership was hard for me on the trip because... Um, I, I literally just, I was having bombs just going off inside of me and seeing because the Lord was opening my eyes that war was imminent with Israel. Now, we're, I'm talking mid-September at this time. The war broke out October 7th. So three weeks, three weeks after we landed from Israel into Miami, the October 7th attack, uh, attack happened. And then, of course, war began in Israel. Now, we can't blow past these warnings, folks. When God is warning, we've got to stand at attention and say, Lord, teach me to pray. None of us have arrived. You know, we're, we're not, you know, we're not, you know, blowing us up as some elite, you know, Green Beret forces and this and that. But folks, when God is speaking, we've got to heed the warning and, and I'm amazed how uh, a majority, it seems, a, a majority of the Christian church cannot hear anything deemed negative. Uh, they, they don't want to heed any levels of warnings or hear anything deemed negative because they want to hear a positive word. Uh, and of course, Paul warned Timothy of this. They're going to heap up teachers for themselves because they have itching ears. They want to hear what they want to hear. Uh, but actually, real leadership in this hour, true anointed leadership, is going to tell people not what they want to hear, but what they must hear and what they need to hear. Real anointed, courageous leaders, are, they're going to see what others are not seeing. They're going to say what others refuse to say, what they're not going to say. They're going to go where 
where other people don't want to go or have refused to go. And the reason they're able to do this is because they've put off the fear of man and they fear the Holy Spirit more than they fear the fear of man. Can I get a witness out there? Can I get an amen? So the word vigil, what does it mean? A vigil is a period of keeping awake. You look it up, simple words. It's a period of keeping awake during the time usually spent asleep, especially to keep watch or to pray. That's what the word vigil means. This is what our friends John and Jolene, our, my friend Adam Schindler and others have been calling us to, saying the month of December, we, we have to hold strong, strong prayer vigil. And specifically, th this word that the enemy is trying to release a bloody Christmas and that, and that targeting uh, even Kislev 24, December 7th, again, a very historic day. We know this, this is prophetic in nature, friends. We need to heed the word and we need to hear the, heed the warnings that the Lord is giving us right now. We need to stand at attention. And we need to be on our watch. We are not to be ones that are going into the holiday fog at this time. We need to be alert. We need to be listening. We need to be praying. We need to be watching. Now, let me go back. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 9. Again, we know in part. We actually see in part. So to know is the Lord to illuminate it to you so you can see it, so that you can know it. You can be aware of it and you can prophesy it, but you're still prophesying in part. We need to do our part in this hour. We need to stand. We need to be alert. We need to be praying. And I do believe that God, in His grace and His mercy, that we can curb this thing. And as the, as the word that Jolene used, mitigate it which that's a strong word. I love that word, that we can mitigate this attack. Will we be able to completely take this thing out? God only knows. But our responsibility is to mitigate it through the vigil of prayer and intercession. I want to pause and I, I want to pray right now. And I'm going to close up in the next few moments. <clears throat> Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Thank you for every listener, every viewer right now. Whew. If you're baptized in the Holy Spirit and with fire, I want you to pray with me right now as you're listening, wherever you're at. If you're in your living room, you're driving down the highway listening to this podcast, if you're viewing, pray with me right now. Father, we're calling upon you. We're calling upon you. Lord, we're calling for your glory to be a defense over the beloved United States of America. Your glory be a defense over this nation right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, securing this nation, Lord, securing this nation with mighty warring angel armies all up and down the East Coast, Lord, all up and down the West Coast along our borders. So that which is in the depths of the ocean is known. That which is on the ocean, that which is in the air is known. That nothing will be able to be hidden in dark, shadowy places. That every bit, every bit of demonic warfare, demonic intel will be revealed it will be revealed in the name of Jesus. It will be overturned. The workers of darkness, the workers of death, let there be light in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let there be light that these cockroaches have no place to hide. Wherever they are, whatever they are planning, whatever they are doing in this nation, let there be light. Let there be the uh, illumination and the power of the Holy Spirit. Let the fear of the Lord be released upon those workers of darkness right now. We speak ambush over their works. 
We speak ambush over their plans in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right now, all through the coast, all through the ports, all through our inner cities right now, all through the churches in Jesus' name. Let the power of the Holy Ghost be released, Lord. Let your glory be a defense over the United States of America. We speak awakening, Lord, to our civil authorities, to our police, to all law enforcement right now. Lord, we pray that there would be prophetic inspiration, prophetic unction, prophetic insight, even to your church working with civil authority in Jesus' name, that we would see clearly, that we would see clearly in Jesus' name. Let the fire of the Lord be released. Let the fire of the Lord burn out our enemies right now. At the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray with all of those believing in faith right now. Father, we speak divine protection and divine intervention over America right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, I thank you that you're awakening the intercessors. You're awakening the watchmen. Lord, you are infusing them right now with fresh anointing. I speak the candle of the Lord, the burning of the Lord. Jesus, you walk amongst the candlesticks of heaven. Walk amongst us, Lord, the candlesticks in the earth that we might burn. Lord, that you would set us a torch, that we would become a living torch of intercession, burning intercession in this hour, that we would begin to see prophetically, decree prophetically, command prophetically lord raise up your commanders raise up god your warriors in this hour raise up your generals to sound the alarm in the name of the lord jesus i speak divine securing of america protection securing of america in jesus name i speak it i decree it right now over minnesota over Minnesota right now, over Minneapolis right now, over Detroit right now, over Philadelphia, over New York in Jesus' name, over Los Angeles, over Chicago right now, over our major cities. Father God, in the name of Jesus, divine protection. I'm claiming lives for you, Lord, right now that would otherwise be struck down by works of death and terror. I'm pleading the blood of Jesus over their lives and over our cities right now in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. And Father, I pray. I pray a quickening. I pray a quickening to your praying church, Lord. And Father, I speak that this vigil through the month of December would be burning from the Carolinas to California, from Alaska, Hawaii, down here to Florida. In the name of Jesus, secure this nation, Father. We rebuke every sinister, demonic attack at the name of the Lord Jesus. We stand against it. Lord, uncover it. Unveil it. Bring divine justice. Bring divine righteous retribution to it, Lord, full judgment in the name of Jesus. I strengthen your people, Lord. I strengthen those that are listening right now. May the Lord use you in your vigil in this December of intercession, of soaking, of worship. Remember to get refreshed, get recalibrated, rest in the Lord, draw strength that you can mount up like a mighty eagle, run and not grow weary, walk and not faint. It's imperative. Spend time, get fresh glory encounters from the Lord in this hour. But may the Lord use you to pray his heart and may we stop the forces of, in, of, the, of the enemy and even the enemy himself, the forces of Satan himself, stop it in its tracks. Father, I thank you that angel armies are working with us, that we are not alone, but mighty warring angels are moving on our behalf and moving into our cities even now. And I bless this time together, Lord, at the torch in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Listen, I know that I've gone a little long today. This is important. 
please, please take this torch episode, share it. People will pray. The fire will burn. I pray that it goes like a wildfire, an unstoppable wildfire everywhere. Leaders, share it. Pray it. We're, we're in this together. We're doing this together. And I praise God for you. I praise God for your prayers for me, my family, our ministry, for Victory, a church of his presence, all of our Light the Fire ministry partners throughout the nation. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your giving. Folks, we can't do it without you. And we need a miracle year going into 2024. We're not just building our prayer center. We're going to be building our worship center. And so we need miracle money, miracle dollars. We are advancing by faith, guys. And we're taking territory to the glory of God, to the glory of God. So again, if you want to give, you can give at victoryfla.com safely and securely. Download our Victory FLA app today. Download our Victory FLA. Obviously, that's for Florida. We're not talking Chick-fil-A. We're talking Victory FLA. So uh, .com. Go there. You can download the app. It will be a great blessing to you, a great tool for advancing the kingdom of God. It's not about us. It's not about pointing people to my face. It's about pointing people to the face of the Lord. So in closing, guys, I love you. Thank you for going the distance with me. I know we're 50 minutes in. Thank you for going the distance with me today. Take this episode, share it, pray it. Stay on your watch, stay on your assignment, be faithful. Have a miracle December. Of course, I'm going to see you again soon. Uh, obviously, throughout December. So, um, but take this. Share it. May it be a blessing to so many. And remember this. The future doesn't belong to the God mockers. It doesn't belong to the God haters. The future belongs to the righteous. And the righteous are bold as lions. Amen. Until I see you again, keep the fire burning.